Welcome to Working Girl Talk. I'm your host, Abby Zufel. Working Girl Talk is the podcast for women who work. Each episode covers the latest news in social media, marketing, and business, and a working girl topic. As a marketing strategist and fellow working girl myself, I aim to educate and inspire you to be the best version of you inside and outside of the workplace. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Today is a very special episode of Working Girl Talk. We have our very first guest today, Kathleen Daly. Before we dive into our interview with her, I'm going to share two stories that you need to know about. First up, Google Maps is adding some new features. The company confirmed its rolling out ability for Google Map users to see speed limits, speed cameras, and mobile speed cameras in more than 40 countries worldwide, including the US. So they've been working on this project for a while and now they're expanding um, out to 40 more countries. Uh, It was a part of limited set of markets, uh, but now they're expanding it out. And with the speed limit feature, drivers using Google Maps will be shown the post speed limit of the road they're driving on in the lower left side and any speed traps designated with a small camera icon on the on the map as well. So personally, I use Google Maps. I really like their features. I, I just it, it's a lot easier for me than using Apple Maps. Yeah, so I'm excited for this feature and we'll see how it we'll see how this new feature turns out as it continues to roll out. Second story, a little different of a story as usual, but um, as I said, I try to keep the podcast well-rounded with some business news as well. Ferrari is joining the electric car game. The Italian supercar manufacturer unveiled the SF90 Stradale, that's how I'm pronouncing it, that little Italiano. It's first plug-in hybrids. Ferrari is joining in on the hybrid games. The Stradale has a 15.5 mile electric range, which The articles I was reading about it seemed lower, but I mean, they're trying (laughs) and it can travel from zero to 62 miles per hour hour in 2.5 seconds, which is super fast. Ferrari hasn't confirmed a price or anything, but if you're in the market for a hybrid, maybe this is an option. (laughs) It definitely probably looks cooler than some of the other hybrids out there. (laughs) Okay, so I just wanted to get through um, a few quick stories so you guys can be in the know. But next up, we will head into my conversation with Kathleen Daly, a little bit more about her. Kathleen Daly is the brand director for North & Co., a luxury real estate brand here in Phoenix, Arizona. She is a blogger over at discoveringdaily.com and has a passion for photography, travel, storytelling, pretty much anything creative. You can find her there. Kathleen has a fascinating and inspiring story and history with a lot of exciting experiences, and she shares them all with us today. She has so much great advice for those who are looking for their calling in life, and I personally love this conversation because Kathleen shows us that it's okay and actually awesome to try different things and say yes to every opportunity out there. Please enjoy my chat with Kathleen. So I'm Kathleen Daly. I currently work as the brand director for North & Co. Real Estate Agency. Um, They're here locally in town in Phoenix. I love the job because I get to do so many different things in that role. I get to oversee everything from the marketing to the advertising to digital to uh, information technology and then as well as just being involved in the day-to-day operations. Um, We're a small company so small company staff wise so Mm -hmm. I get to put my hands into a lot of different things and then outside of it um, I've always just been a creative person so Mm -hmm. I'm running my own blog called Discovering Daily um, which is a play on my last name Um, and then traveling um, trying new places I love fashion um, exploring um, architecture all those anything that is creative and visual that I can get my hands Mm -hmm. in um, I'm always 
involved in. Okay, amazing. So I think brand director, I, like I was talking to my husband about this the other day. I feel like that title, I feel like that's even new. Like I know we're in this like digital era and like jobs that didn't exist 10 years ago now exist. And I think brand director probably did in more of like a PR aspect back in the day, but I feel like now it does culminate so many different things. So like what, like if somebody didn't know anything about what does a brand director do, like what does that look like? Yeah, um, I think I'd start with saying uh, brand itself is such an important concept for any company to wrap their mind around or not even company, person, uh, blogger, creative, um, anything you are, brand is everything now. Um, So I think brand is kind of like a new trendy word of (laughs) saying encompassing marketing, um, but Mm -hmm. to another level because marketing um, can often be seen as just maybe consumer research or just kind of a one segmented Whereas brand is kind of the big picture and how does all of the marketing aspects come together Mm -hmm. to represent the brand. Um, I like it because I typically don't like to fall under one umbrella or be defined. Um, So (laughs) saying brand is really fun because it's like, oh, like brand, I get to be involved in operations too, because that also affects the brand and I get to be involved in marketing because that affects the brand. And um, Mm -hmm. there's so many different aspects that wrap up into brand. And that really is dependent on the company or the person and what Mm -hmm. brand means to you. I love that. And it's maybe it's because I come from like more marketing, but can you tell us what the operations side looks like, like concerning like being a brand director, how do you play a role in the operations side? Uh, What's different about real estate, or at least in my company as a real estate company is marketing creates. So let's say marketing creates the templates for a newsletter. Mm -hmm. Operations is the one that then fills with the content that's needed for the newsletter and actually physically sends it out and directs it to who it needs to go to. So that's just the same simple example of it. Um, But that tends to be the flow of things at my company where it's like Mm -hmm. I get to be on the creative side of it and making sure that it's all branded, it's templated, um, there's a standard for it. um, And then I then pass it off to operations to then um, run it. Cool. Okay. Awesome. So it's definitely like hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cohesive. We definitely have to work together on it a lot. There's some projects that um, I'm given, which I really like. Um, I kind of get to take the project and streamline it and find an efficient way because my mind works very creatively, but it also works very operationally. So Mm -hmm. I get to exercise both Cool. and then um, delegate it to where it needs to go. Rewinding a little bit. So how did we get to brand director? Like, I know that's like a loaded question. (laughs) So maybe let's go back I know like you have some really interesting things on the resume like mm-hmm. I you know I did my background check before this. I love <laughs> um, so maybe we can start with background for the people listening on my story if you follow me which hopefully you do <laughs> um, I did a little like one of those Instagram story question boxes like about like oh ask anything for Kathleen and a lot of the questions were about like what is the Disney dreamers program because I mentioned that you were a part of that uh, can you like start with that and then we'll bounce yeah. around? It's, like, it's perfect because that's actually where I credit all of this beginning. Amazing. Um, I wouldn't say my path has been super clear as like, oh yeah, I was like really clear. Like I studied marketing and I ended up in marketing. Like it was mm-hmm. not like that at all. Um, so when I was 15 years old, um, I had a friend who told me about this Disney contest that was called the Disney's Dreamers Academy. And I, my understanding of it was that... It was like, you apply, you need to go like behind the scenes at Disney World. And I was like, okay, cool, sounds fun, like free trip to Disney, like Disney World, let's go. 
So uh, what I came to found out, find out was as I was filling out the application, they were asking questions about um, like what your dreams and goals were for the future mm-hmm. and like things you wanted to learn. And it was like really deep about passions and like what your upbringing was like and things like that. So I wrote it out and just was honest about who I was and where I wanted to go eventually at some point and um, sent it off. Didn't think anything about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was six weeks later, I get this huge packet on my doorstep and mom's like, this big package has your name on it. Like, what is this? What is this? And it's like all these different forms. And it's like, congratulations, you've been accepted to the Disease Dreamers Academy. And, Mm -hmm. um, it was like fill out this application and send it out. So we did all that. Um, I came to find out that once I attended the program, it was this really um, intensive and immersive and inspirational three-day workshop style like seminars, breakout sessions um, mm-hmm. with all these different influential people in various industries um, hosted in Disney World. Um, Steve Harvey, the comedian that you guys probably all know, he's the one who uh, founded it and partnered with Disney to put it together. Um, What's funny is that a lot of people don't know about him is that he's he's a comedian, but he's also really passionate about young people and pursuing their dreams and helping them get to where they need to go and mentoring. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's really passionate about that. So he created this program with Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, So I then was at this program and it was just like life-changing for me and I think the big takeaways were I mean I didn't necessarily know exactly what I wanted to do um but the biggest takeaways were it's like it's never too early to start to going after your dreams and to start making things happen um they gave us all our first business cards when we were at this and taught us how to approach people and like hand out our business cards I had no clue what I was doing like I was also super super shy too so how old are you when this is happening I was 15 okay 15 okay and how how many people were there oh so they only select 100 students from across the U.S. Cool. Um, to go, so I was one, the only one from my state too, which was, um, it was just surreal. The whole thing yeah. was just surreal, and I still look back on it, and I'm like, wow, like, I can't believe, like, that I get to do that, but um, just the way that the mentors that were there, and um, Steve Harvey was also there, and speaking, and just, like, speaking to all these young people about, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you can dream it, you can do it, like, the Disney <laughs> motto and everything, yeah. um, but in a very real way that just like impacts your life and was like okay like I can start making stuff happen um so yeah that's kind of how that came to be it was actually five years later which was a couple years ago that I was invited Mm -hmm. to come back uh to the program as a mentor and guest speaker um so it was a cool full circle experience yeah that is so cool cool. so did you actually meet Steve Harvey or yes I did very cool yeah for a second for a split (laughs) second I got to like interact with him and it was like whoa it was like very surreal that is awesome so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's <laughs> so hilarious, awesome. but he's so real and so very cool. passionate and authentic. So that is so cool. Okay, so we kind of like we build a base there, mm-hmm. like that, like mm-hmm. amazing, like business cards and like networking. Like yes. I love this. Go yeah. Disney. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so would you say like coming back from that, like did you like take action on anything, or was it kind of like just like culminating like inside you? Yeah. Like, so I started. Um, I was, I've always been kind of all over with my passions, and I just know that they're all going to tie together in some way. <laughs> so at the time, I thought I was going to be an actress, <laughs> which I'm like I'm not good at acting, so um, I'm glad that didn't work out in the way I thought because I had worked uh, as background on different films, what? And TV, yeah, okay. TV <laughs> shows so and stuff. Cool. Anything like we would know or? Um, so there's a Disney Channel movie called Lemonade Mouth. Yeah. So I was like the girl in the opening scene, like what? with the bike. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you always see the back of my head. Oh my goodness, I need to rewatch. Yeah, I get to watch it. I can put it out. You can, I can 
point myself out in like one of the oh audience scenes and stuff like that. Okay, I'm. I'll post for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I played a doctor on TV once for um, what? NBC's The Night Shift. It was, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a speaking role or anything, but that was kind of a more like featured extra role, and I got to pretend to be on like a transplant doctor team. So that was. I could say that I played a doctor nice. on TV. Yes. Oh my goodness. That so, was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, fun fact there. Yeah, that's amazing. So, wow. Because I grew up in New Mexico, and the film industry right. there is really big. Um, oh, people don't know that, actually. Yeah. A lot of big movies are filmed there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, that's what I would do for my random jobs before. That is so um, cool. I got a real job, I guess mm-hmm. you'd say. And then also during college, on my summer breaks, I would go and do that as a summer job. Because um, cool. it was good extra money, and it yeah. was fun, and you learn a lot of different things. I liked being around the production and seeing it. Yeah, I'm um, sure. So yeah, so it definitely fueled my creative interest there. Oh, I'm sure. That is so cool. <laughs> Oh, wow, we're just uncovering yes. some treasure yes. here. All the things. <laughs> okay, so I came back home from the Dreamers Academy and um, was like, yeah, I'm totally going to be an actress. So I like was like, I'm going to start like applying to agencies and getting headshots mm-hmm. and doing all the stuff that you need to do um, to start that process. During that process, I ended up working with an agency for like a nanosecond and they suggested that I try like print modeling and stuff like that oh. too. I was like, okay, like... Sure. <laughs> Let's see what Let's see what happens. Um, and that just kind of ended up becoming like its own thing. What that's kind of where I learned the aspect of like collaborations and working with creatives mm-hmm. because I came to find out that I didn't like being run by an agency. And I like doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. So what I started doing was um, to build experience uh, portfolio. I guess you'd say at the time mm-hmm. um, was just reaching out to different photographers and being like, hey, like if you ever need a model, like I'd love oh, to work smart. with you. I love your work and some people would reach out and we'd collaborate but, and then it just I started building a network that way back home in New Mexico wow. and the industry's small enough that like once you start like getting involved you mm-hmm. start getting to know other people is this like is social media a thing right now like was this a lot through like Instagram because like that's kind of how so it no not it was Facebook oh, message email Facebook yeah, yes, my, love, I old yeah my mom helped me like craft the email to send out that is amazing so I'd message some people on Facebook pages I'd email some people very cool um, yeah I would just research photographers that I really liked and I was like hey like if you ever want to work together like let me know I'm trying to build my portfolio and if mm-hmm. you need to build yours as well I'm here so smart so they will all tie it together as, <laughs> as we <laughs> go further down the story <laughs> so yeah so that aspect came into play also Another passion of mine is adoption and foster care. That's huge for me. I, mean, I was adopted myself, um, and then I grew up around uh, foster care and adoption and all that. And I had always been, um, up until that point, really not into it and not about it and just like didn't want to know anything about like my adoption history or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it was that same year right after attending the Dreamers Academy that I decided that I wanted to get involved with my adoption agency. They're based in Colorado and I knew that they had different events and programs and mm-hmm. things for adoptees from all over the US to connect with each other. So I had reached out to them about um, getting involved with what they were doing um, and decided to do that. So it was like that following summer was like my first like big leap. I went to Atlanta, Georgia and got connected with a bunch of adoptees for a big conference that they were having and it was fun and we like, toured all over and did all those different things. So that was like a brave moment there that was yeah. fueled by Dreamers Academy. And then it, 2012 was when all of this happened and it was that was my big year, I think, <laughs> of like big moves towards just making stuff happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily know what I was putting into motion until I look back on all of it now. And then it was that fall that I had also 
applied to Teen Vogue's Fashion U. Very um, cool. So you probably saw that in my bio. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. So I asked Kathleen like to send over some questions or answers to questions I had before, and she mentioned this, which definitely was going to ask you about. So I'm glad this is coming yeah. up. Yeah. So that program, uh, it's, it doesn't exist anymore, which is really sad. But Teen Vogue magazine started. Um, a same type of idea of like industry seminar workshop style immersive event with influencers and celebrities and Mm -hmm. people in fashion Um, in New York City um, you could apply for it but it was anyone from all over the world so 500 people every year would get accepted to come and then they could fly out to New York City and get to participate in all these workshops and uh, seminars and things and um, I I think I just started that year was just like, you know, I'm just going to apply for stuff and see what happens. And like, I would, that's usually how it worked. I would just like apply. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, forget about it. And then I get an email or something. It says you've been accepted. (laughs) It's like, cool. Very cool. So I got accepted into that program and I went, um, and that was also awesome because I always, uh, grew up loving fashion and I thought I was going to be a fashion designer at one point. So just learning everything like my favorite supermodel Coco Rocha was there and she did she talked about her experience um and then um do you know Into the Gloss? Yeah I do. So Emily Weiss the founder of Into the Gloss um she was one of the speakers on this panel and um she was talking about uh the blog that she started which is now Mm. Into the Gloss and how she got um, through that process and everything. And mm-hmm. through hearing her, I was like, I didn't really know anything about blogs at the time. Mm-hmm. I had like heard about it sort of, but I didn't know. Yeah, it was like it was. newer than Yeah, it was anyway. a very new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she started talking about it, that's what inspired me to like want to start a blog cool. like that. So it, it's funny how it all like <laughs> ties together now. But I didn't even know at the time what to do with a blog. It wasn't really until like a couple years ago that I feel like I kind of developed more of a voice for my mm-hmm. blog. Um, but yeah, that was all 2012 of the, like, the seeds um, that yes. then got me to where I am now. Um, and of course, there's stuff in between there. <laughs> I don't even know where to go next on, on that. So cool. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like a trend I'm seeing is kind of just like that go for it, mm-hmm. like it's see what happens attitude. Yeah. Like for someone who's not like that, like any advice for like how they can just like put themselves out there? I think the biggest thing is just getting out of your head and just being mm-hmm. like, you've got nothing to lose. Like the worst they could say is no. And if they say no, it wasn't meant for you. And mm-hmm. that means that something better is meant for you. That's kind Definitely. of always the way I go with things. So I try not to be too disappointed when I get no's because that means that there's a better yes waiting somewhere else, yes. which I always try to approach that mindset. Love yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Also, sometimes you just apply for things on a whim and you forget about it. And then you're like, oh, whoa, that's cool. You get accepted and you're like, whoa, I totally forgot about that. So <laughs> A pleasant surprise yeah. later on. Yeah. Yes. Um, so then going from like your college experience to brand director at like a large real estate agency mm-hmm. in Phoenix. So in college, like what did you do pre- to prepare for that? Like, were you interested in doing like more of a marketing route? Mm-hmm. I know you're, you have a lot of experience with that. Mm-hmm. Like at GCU, you went to Grand Canyon University. Yeah. So like what kind of prepared you for what you're doing now during the college era? Yeah. I had no idea that I was going to end up in a marketing role. <laughs> um, I went to school to study communications um, and I liked it because again, it was broad and mm-hmm. it, but I didn't like the idea of being stuck in a box, I think is the recurring theme here. Um, and I was like, it just makes sense. And I was like, maybe um, I'll just go into PR. That was kind of like my go-to answer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I even knew what that meant really. I was like, yeah, communications PR, I'll just do that. Um, and it was during my time at college, um, I actually 
I, it was my sophomore year that I got a job working at um, the Honors College, and I was in charge of um, helping lead and develop and create the marketing department because I didn't have it uh, previously to that. And it's wow. kind of in that job that I learned on the job about social media and marketing mm. and writing blog stories and things like that. So it was wow. kind of a, uh, I kind of like fell into it in a way, yeah. but it was really interesting to me. So I ended up, I applied for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I got my training, I guess you'd say, in that mm-hmm. role, because um, we were really given a lot of freedom to just create and, and make and test things out and learn hashtags mm-hmm. and filters and all <laughs> that stuff. Um, prior to that, Amazing. I didn't really know that much about it. Um, so there's that. Um, and then also in college, um, I got really involved in politics. Mm-hmm. So I interned for Senator John McCain's re-election campaign. Um, So I spent a semester doing that and just Mm -hmm. learned everything about grassroots campaigning. And I had no, I I didn't know nothing about politics and I (laughs) didn't even think I would be ever be interested in it. It was just one of those things that was there. And um, someone told me about it and they're like, you should do this opportunity. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Like I'll try it out. Um, So super immersive, learned a lot from that. and then that following year, I also interned at the Arizona State Legislature. Wow. And okay. that was so all, much. It's so all over. Like, it's amazing, though, because it's so many different facets. Like, yes. politics, like, government, mm-hmm. like, versus, like, just, like, a call, a collegiate marketing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so, It was like, very diverse. Wow. Was, yeah. If you looked at my, I think if you look at my, like, map of everything, it's like, wow, she looks like she has no direction. That's <laughs> probably what it looks like. But all the things that I've done have just played into each other so well. Um, cause it's like all my different experiences have fed into my blog. Uh, mm-hmm. my blog feeds into my work, uh, school, mm-hmm. all of it, um, uh, comes together. So, uh, yeah. So like working at the legislature, just learning everything policy wise. And it also tied in with my passion for foster care and adoption and learning about awesome. that from the policy side. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also was helping with the communications department at the legislature. So I learned about that. So like my marketing background helped with that, um, being able to approach things from, again, like a policy perspective and a creative perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like a unique marriage of the two in that space. And just having internship experience, like I think that internship Mm -hmm. experience has been so valuable and helps Mm -hmm. you in your career. So then how did the like leap from, like did you know know North & Co while you're in college or how did you So I knew of North & Co because uh, my best friend Chelsea Evans. Um, So uh, we started working at the Honors College together and that's how we got to know each other and that's how we we built the marketing department to what it is now, um, which is super cool. So we just stayed in touch and everything with everything that's going on. She happened to be working uh, with an agency at the time who worked with North & Co. Um, and then she was also connected to my boss um, right now. And um, she told me about the job that had opened up and she was like, hey, like you should apply for this. It might be interesting. And mm-hmm. uh, at the time, the role was a marketing manager. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, <laughs> let's just see what ha- Let's just apply yeah. and see what happens. Uh, we just started chatting. Um, at the time, I was um, working in Boston in a random summer camp job because that's my life. <laughs> And so when I got back from Boston um, and went back to school in Phoenix, um, I connected with them and had my interview. Um, and they offered me the job on the spot, which was like, Amazing. whoa, like I was not <laughs> expecting, expecting that. Um, but it was really exciting. I was just like, you know, I'm really open to like whatever this may be. Like, I'm just going to learn as much mm-hmm. as I can. That's kind of how I always approach any new opportunity. It's like, there's always going to be a reason for it and I'll always learn something from it. I got that job by finishing up my last semester of school. So awesome. they agreed to uh, let me be part-time until I finished school. And then oh, I uh, went full-time after I graduated. 
That is so, so cool. Amazing. I love like the diversity. And also I feel like something that's common, like mm-hmm. for people like starting out with like a brand or a blog, mm-hmm. like they always say, Oh, you need to find like the one thing you're good at. Like you kind of have to do really mm-hmm. specific. And I feel like you're a great example that you don't have to like pigeonhole yourself into mm-hmm. one thing, no. especially like in the career aspect too. Mm-hmm. I think it's super helpful to just kind of try different things and for sure. like just explore yeah, what's out there. That's good. I think having a diverse background is really helpful too um Mm -hmm. especially if you are working in brand and marketing because you have Mm -hmm. to you have to know how to pose things different ways and you have to know Mm -hmm. the dynamics of um all the different social channels and Mm -hmm. how it applies to different audiences and and I learned that from all the different experiences that I had like prior to that yeah yeah Um, And then, so as someone who like, cause brand director, that's like a big title and that's like so cool. Like, it's so awesome to see like you up on like the website, like in the leadership team, like that's an amazing thing. And a lot of my listeners are like, they're young women or a few, a few guys, working boys. Hey, (laughs) you guys out there. Working boy talk. Yeah. (laughs) That could be an idea. Parentheses. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. So like a few, like a lot of my listeners are young people mm-hmm. who basically these roles are like they're newer roles. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, like young, I would say millennial age people are filling them. Mm-hmm. So you're in like a leadership position, mm-hmm. but you are a lot of the time younger or maybe like you're a newer college grad. Mm-hmm. Um, like how do you combat? Like, I, I don't know if you've had this experience. Like how do you combat feeling like maybe like, oh, I'm not like I'm, I'm so young. Like how do I get my voice heard? Especially if there's like meetings ever. I know that's something a lot of people struggle yeah, with. Sure. So fun fact, I'm the youngest person at my company. <laughs> um, other than uh, we have a intern and uh, she's like a little bit younger than me. Um, but as far as full-time employees go, mm-hmm. uh, the youngest one. I think the biggest thing is, so I'm very vocal at my company, mm-hmm. um, which has been a good thing. But then there's also been moments where I'm like, oh, Kathleen, you should not have said that. <laughs> Or like you need to just listen in this meeting and not say anything. Um, and what like what I've learned, especially working in real estate, because they're salespeople, mm-hmm. um, so you kind of learn from them like sales skills and how they approach meetings mm-hmm. and stuff. And the biggest thing that they always advise is asking questions, like ask, don't mm-hmm. tell. Ooh, or if you have an opinion on something, give your opinion, but then end it with what do you think? Or love that the question so that it ends up very conversational. So it doesn't mm-hmm. come across as, you know, all and like, yeah, you know it all because, um, it is really important. And, um, I'm very, very fortunate that, uh, my immediate supervisor is awesome at mentoring me through this. Okay. And she's really been great at like guiding me through like managing perceptions as mm-hmm. being a younger person in the professional workspace and everything. Mm-hmm. And she's really, um, yeah, like taught me to be like self-aware of like, you know, mm-hmm. be careful like how you say things because you don't yeah. ever want to sound like you're coming across as entitled. Because right. if you're like, you could, one person could say something and if it's an entirely young, if it's a young person, it could come across so different than someone who's Definitely. older and the CEO. Mm-hmm. And that's in any situation that you're in. So yeah, so my big thing is just knowing like when to listen, um, knowing mm-hmm. when to ask questions uh, and yeah, not assuming mm-hmm. that like, really just knowing that like you don't know everything right <laughs> is the big thing yeah. and there's some things that um younger people are an expert in yeah with that. and i sure. think the older generation also is learning that too that like millennials do bring an interesting perspective to mm-hmm. the table in meetings um but then there's also there's just a it's just like a it's a dance and a balance yeah. of the two perceptions and mm-hmm. respect and 
Yeah, for sure. So going off of that, I know. So in the little questionnaire, I said, you mentioned the Myers-Briggs test. Yes. Uh, so first off, maybe like explain what that is for mm-hmm. people that don't know. I'm, it's really popular, but yeah. maybe explain it. Yeah. So Myers-Briggs is a personality test. It was created <laughs> by uh, two psychologists or I don't know if I know all the history. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think it was like a Myers and a Briggs. Yeah. They came together and created the test. <laughs> yeah. Um, I found it in my psychology class in college mm-hmm. and I just like fell in love with it and I was obsessed with it because um, <laughs> they type you off of four letters. So it's like you're either introvert extrovert you're mm-hmm. um, intuitive or sensing I had to make sure I knew what mine was before yeah. the podcast so I'm yes. an ENFJ oh I'm an INFJ <laughs> Ooh, <close. laughs> it's so interesting I have a lot of ENFJs around me in life how fun is that yeah <laughs> I think we just like find each other so. yeah maybe yeah. <laughs> which I like I don't really know what that means but mm-hmm. uh so do you like do you use that I know some companies use that for like communication style or mm-hmm. even like leadership styles they look yeah. at that is that something you've ever used in like the professional space yeah for sure I think um more so than so Myers-Briggs is just what I'm obsessed with in general <laughs> personal life like I'll always ask somebody mm-hmm. about it um, I think it helps you navigate like friendships and relationships and mm-hmm. personal life stuff mm-hmm. um the disc test have you heard of that one no I haven't so uh that one it's d-i-s-c so disc um and it talks about like your different like motivating styles and like oh, cool. if you're a driver if you like structure if you're really compliant mm-hmm. um I've actually found that that test has helped me more at work Ooh, um, because it really helps cool. you figure out who like the drivers of like an idea are and who mm-hmm. needs structure and who is more likely to fall under the compliant um nature when it comes mm-hmm. to accomplishing tasks so I, I really have used that one a lot at work. Um, it's helped me understand myself and help me, if anything, it helps me self-reflect and know how to place myself under leadership who ha- maybe has a different style. Right. That's so smart. Yeah. yeah. So like one of my bosses, he's very like heavy visionary driver. Like he can sell you, he can sell you on any idea like that. And he'll just motivate and go, 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 which is so awesome. Um, which is and I'm more of like, a, I like structure and I kind of like to know like, is this the right or wrong way to do things like that? So um, his visionary ideas, um, I have to figure out how to filter them in a way that makes sense to me that I can then accomplish it. But then I also need to learn how to like jump out of my like box in of like right or wrong and um, go with the vision. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting. In my company, we're just really heavy on relationships and Mm -hmm. it's a sales business, it's real estate and relationships Mm -hmm. are um, the foundation of the whole business. Um, So whether it's our relationship as employees with our real estate agents or real estate agents relationship with their clients, Mm -hmm. um, it's so important to to understand personalities. A lot of it is just right. management of personalities. And <laughs> yeah, that's um, a good way to put yeah. it. And if you think about it, like if you put the right personalities together, like they can do anything. Yeah. So now we're going to step into like the blogging social media yes. side. Cause you know, yeah. we have to. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so your blog is so cool. It's very unique. How did you like develop your voice? It's very like, to me, it's like more like poetry, like the your writing style. Like how did you, I know you said like you finally like figured that out like more yeah. recently. Like how mm-hmm. did you develop your voice yeah so my blog so back to the 2012 (laughs) technically a blog has existed that whole time um I just never knew exactly what to do with it I think Mm -hmm. it was probably like two or three years ago that I really developed the name for it because again like not wanting to be categorized like I was like I could just write about fashion but it's like there's so much more Mm -hmm. to 
to what I love about life and yeah. sharing and passions change every day and True. obviously clearly opportunities and different things I do are always <laughs> different and who knows what's going to be next right. um so I kind of and I like to always start by naming things it's like I feel like I don't know what to do unless there's like a name for it mm-hmm. so I was like I need a name for my blog um and I think it was just by way of looking and like reflecting um the word discovery mm-hmm. um hit me and I was like wow it's like that's such a word that applies to any area of my life at mm-hmm. any time because I'm constantly discovering new things or about myself, about others, mm-hmm. about life. Um, so I was like, I really want to use that word. And then my last name's Daily, and it's so it's kind of so I was like, I want to uh, do a play on words with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm discovering daily because I'm constantly on a daily basis <laughs> discovering new things. Um, and then um, it also kind of catchy because it's like people who come to discoveringdaily.com are also discovering things about me mm-hmm. um, and then at, at the same time I want people to be inspired to discover things about themselves amazing um, my voice on the blog I think has actually changed recently in the sense of like two months ago <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's very I always come from a place of like life reflection mm-hmm. of like I feel like I'll be walking down the sidewalk <laughs> to go get my mail or something like that and like inspiration will hit me of something that I'm reflecting on and like wow like that's a cool life lesson um so it kind of came from that approach of like life lessons mm-hmm. and little epiphanies that I have about uh situations in life because I really wanted to put something positive out there too I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of negativity in the world and then mm-hmm. also social media can sometimes breed negativity not mm-hmm. always but there is that so I was mm-hmm. like I kind of want I want to be something positive too and wrapped up in that mm-hmm. um and then i feel like recently just in the past two months i've kind of reached a more like poetic like you're saying <laughs> approach to things like i was like the other night i just like published a poem <laughs> i was like this I is not it. my usual um just coming from like a deeper space mm-hmm. of just but it still falls in the realm of like discovering and like the mystery of yeah all the things that happened when you're growing up and when you're and i think we're always growing up even if we're grown mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the philosophy behind it. Oh, you know? okay. Very yeah. cool. And then along with that, I've noticed recently your Instagram mm-hmm. is black and white. But like, I know it's so hard for people to just change up mm-hmm. their, like their feed, yeah. which is like so weird, but it's such a thing. Like we have, Oh, this is my grid. Like yeah, how do I like yes. take the leap and just change it up? Cause that's yeah. like a big difference, but it's so beautiful. Thanks. And like, Thank I it actually like to me, it aligns really well with like the poetic side. Mm-hmm. Like it's very like, Oh, like I really like the content, Thanks. but like how like can people just not like just do their own thing does that make sense yes no I think along with the poetic chapter that I'm in right now I went through a um you know what I was like I really don't care what the social media rules are because there's tons of influencers and bloggers and they have great solid brands and matching feeds and everything Mm -hmm. but some stuff just starts to look the same mm-hmm. and some people do it just because that's what you're supposed to do as an influencer mm-hmm. or that's what you're, that's what the look is supposed to be. Right. Um, so I had a moment of just like, you know what, like I just want to post like what I want to post <laughs> and not worry that. about the likes or worry about the way, mm-hmm. I mean, I still want it to look pretty because I'm a visual yeah. person. So right. for me, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's not like a chore to like match feeds and like arrange pictures and right. stuff. And I'm, I don't feel like I'm doing it to like prove anything. It's like, this is fun for me. It's a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to just jump into the black and white because before a lot of my pictures were, um, like from shoots and different things like that and more colorful and everything, which is also another side to me. But then I was mm-hmm. like, I kind of want to try, like, just, let's just see what happens when we go all black and white. And I post more architecture and more visual yeah. and get kind of creative and artsy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and just see kind of what happens with it. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of fun to just experiment and play around with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it comes down to just kind of like, you have to not care as much and just right. be authentic because if you're being authentic, like people know on social media, they can, mm-hmm. they can filter through it. Even, yeah. even if you're really filtered, <laughs> they're like, they can tell if it's mm-hmm. an authentic post or not. And Definitely. the people that can tell if it's authentic and that are authentically engaging, those are the people mm-hmm. you want to engage anyways. Right. Um, so yeah, you just never want to post anything on social because it's like the trendy thing to do. Right. Um, and I'm just trying to, I, it was like in a way, like a slightly like rebellious <laughs> move towards the social media trends where I was like, yeah, I'm just like, cause colorful pictures get more likes and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do colorful. <laughs> I love it. And so. it's so like, it's unique. Like, like recently when I see yours like pop up, mm. I know it's you mm. like, cause yeah. it's like something like beautifully designed, oh, like you. black and white. And so I know, and I'm like, Ooh, like, <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Yeah. It's so fun. So I was like, I'll probably fun. go back to color at some point. Mm. Um, but I was like, at least for the month of May, I was like, I'm going to try yeah. the black and white thing and see I like it. I had a lot of pictures that I, that I had been wanting to post and mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't posting them because I was like, oh, they don't match like the colors <laughs> and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I just want to post these and put them out there because it's right. ultimately your feed is the, what you're expressing mm-hmm. and what you want to share. So mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. And I think you made a great point about like people can tell like authenticity versus mm-hmm. not. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to be like a huge driver of like what's setting people apart mm-hmm. like going forward. Because I mean, I'm sure you've noticed too, it's not as easy it was to grow mm-hmm. on social media sure. as it was like when it first started. Like there were so many like hacks you could do. For sure. Yeah. So I feel like authenticity is really what's standing out mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning to pay attention to more and care about more. It's like mm-hmm. the people, okay, maybe I only get 15 likes on a post or like mm-hmm. that, but it's those 15 people that maybe need to read that or something right. or wanted to see it. And the other people who don't like, you know, it's like, you, you just have to, you don't lose sleep over it, you know, even, right. though, even though it's interesting because you're in a marketing perspective, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. you gotta beat the algorithm and you gotta do all these different things. Um, mm-hmm. But at least for my personal stuff, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to be, I'm going to post it. I don't even care if like the time's not right. I always post really late at night with like nobody's on the line and stuff. And, but that's when inspiration hits. So yeah, for sure. It. How did you first balance that? Because it is unique that you also work in marketing and mm-hmm. in digital. Like how do you balance like not caring if like when like say you're posting at night, like, oh, like was there that thought? Like mm-hmm. maybe no one saw Like did that ever? Yeah, I think I had a little bit of moments like that. I think it was when I was in the color phase. <laughs> I think <laughs> I went black and white. It was like, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, where I was like, oh, like the ideal time to post is 3 p.m., but I'm at work. I can't be posting that and stuff. Right. So what I would usually do is draft it. Mm-hmm. I still do this too. Sometimes I'll draft the post like the night before or something and mm-hmm. um, have it ready to go for the next day so I can post it quickly. But most of the time I keep all my posts after work because I don't want it to look like I'm being distracted from my work <laughs> and everything. I'm focusing more on our company's mm-hmm. social media and stuff. So. Last thing before we head into our rapid fire round. (laughs) So as like a working girl, like Mm -hmm. this is working girl talk. So like, what's like your number one tip to feel like confident walking into the office for the day? When I was at the Dreamers Academy at 15, Mm -hmm. um, Steve Harvey's children who are like fashion icons, um, his two daughters um, gave the best advice that I've ever heard, like work-wise. And they said, you work how you dress. (laughs) 
Um, so I've always kept that in my mind. I'm like, that's so true. Like, you know, if you feel great in your outfit, like you're going to work great and, and things like that. And same with like your hair and your makeup and all that stuff. So it's like dress for the job that like dress for the day that you want to have. Like say dress for the job that you want, but I think dress for the day you want to have. If you want to have a great day, wear a great outfit. Uh, I think that's like the biggest advice and it gives you confidence. Also yeah. listening to some really good music before you go into the office. Mm, really important too. Um, yeah. Amazing. I love that. So great. Okay. So we're going to head into a few rapid fire so you can just like answer like first thought and you can elaborate too. Like, no worries. So text or call. (laughs) Maybe it depends on who. It depends. I think. I think I prefer calling. I wish sometimes I'm like, I wish texting didn't exist. Oh, can I random rant? Yes. Yes. Love it. So someone needs to, whoever's listening or at some point, someone needs Mm -hmm. to start a company that gives you the option to mark text messages as unread. Oh, I need that so bad. Because I'm really bad at reading a text and then forgetting to follow up with it or Mm -hmm. like it's been read already. So then I have to go back at the end of the day and like Mm -hmm. see where I replied. Yes. But why is that not a feature on text messages? I know. They need to make it. I agree. I second that. Yes. We need that. So... Yeah. And then to wind down after work, I fill in the blank. It depends. I just got into yoga recently. Ooh, fun. Um, and I've really been liking that because if you take it, if you've taken a yoga class and when you're in the class, you have come, I've come to learn that you can't think about anything else when you're in those complicated poses because you'll fall over. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you really have to focus on just doing that. So you can't be thinking about like the work project and the other stuff that's happening and the conversation you had, like you have to really focus on that. So Mm -hmm. I think that's been a big thing. Uh, And then like, are like hanging out with friends or doing something different Mm -hmm. than work stuff, I think will rejuvenate you. Mm, love the best book i've ever read was my favorite <laughs> book for sure to date is called kisses from katie um mm. it's about this young girl who basically dropped out of college it's like it's so opposite of my life dropped out of college um and started a school and adopted 12 girls um in uganda wow. and she lives there now and i think she Very i think cool. she's like married now and has like like she's got a whole she's a whole ministry out um that's awesome in uganda and it's just reading she's a really strong writer and just really Mm -hmm. again also i guess you'd say like poetic and Mm -hmm. really deep on just little life reflections so i find a lot of inspiration from that just the way she looks at her life even though we live totally different lives Mm -hmm. um it's inspiring plus also the adoption and all that yeah that is so cool i think i already know the answer to this one but dress up or dress down for work (laughs) dress up Um, but when then, I dress down, it's like total, like when I'm not at work, I'm like, oh my gosh, super lazy. Like I have to t-shirt, like no makeup days are so much fun. <laughs> yeah, so love. Um, last one. I am inspired by. My biggest inspiration comes from experiencing different things. So whether it's interacting with people that I don't normally interact with or going to a new place. I mean, it could even be as simple as like going to a new restaurant and trying something different to eat. And I'm inspired by that. Um, so definitely um, the opposite of routine. So. Mm-hmm. Love that. And that, I feel like that is like the perfect way to end. Cause that's like exactly like the whole blog, your journey, yeah. like that like yeah. culminates everything. Yes. Like, we've gone full circle. Yes. I love it. I know. It was fun. It was so much fun. Awesome. I'm so glad. Well, thank you so much. Like that's, that's it. Where can all the peeps find you like uh, and handle website? Yeah. yeah. So Instagram, um, at discovering daily. D-A-L-Y, no I in there. Um, And then my blog is discoveringdaily.com. And then my company, if you're looking at buying or selling a home, you can go to northandco.com or their Instagram at northandco. 
Thank you so much for listening to our conversation. I super enjoyed getting to know Kathleen better and hearing her story. And she's just awesome. So I hope you enjoyed my conversation with her. Make sure to give her and North and Co. a follow and drop your favorite thing about today's episode on the latest Working Girl Talk Instagram post. And last but not least, before we sign off for today, I know it's a long one, so thank you for sticking it out. Hopefully it was valuable to you. Friday favorite, my Friday favorite is if you've been watching my stories a few weeks ago i was talking about how i went to sephora and like revamped my collection of potions and washes and you know the drill and i tried out it's by youth to the people a kale and spinach green tea hyaluronic acid lotion that is a mouthful and so far i am loving it it just feels so smooth and hydrating on my skin and it has hyaluronic acid which everyone's always talking about these days so something good for for the skin kind of replenishes and it's all vegan and it's cold pressed and it's just a refreshing time. So that is my Friday favorite this week. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Have a happy weekend. <laughs>